0: There's this period of time every spring, it's right around this time that we as track fans are truly spoiled. Between big relay meets, fast time trial events in California, it's hard not to love it all. This week on the show, we pay homage to this wonderful time of year and sit down with two up-and-comers looking to prove themselves on the track. There's Ben Flanagan. He's the pride of the KWC and current Michigan distance runner. We'll chat his 29, 13, 10,000-meter debut at Mount SAC, being coached by the great Sully and more. As well, former BC Thunderbird middle distancer Justin Kent will discuss injury and training with the BSEP guys. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the Terminal Mile, a tracky radio production. It's a classic tale. Boy grows up in the Kitchener-Waterloo-Cambridge area. Boy kicks butt on the high school track team. Boy goes to Michigan, continues to improve. But unlike the guys who came before him, Nate Brennan and Kevin Sullivan, legendary 15 guys who went to Michigan, Ben Flanagan decided to set his sights on races like the 5 and now the 10. And looking at amazing results from this year, including a 14.01 and an indoor 5, it's really paying off. Uh, big debut for you in the 10,000 at Mount Sac earlier this month. Uh, what was the strategy going into that race? And with a bit of reflection, is there anything from that experience that you know makes you think you could probably shave off a few seconds uh, here and there in that 10,000?
1: Oh yeah, well, thank you very much. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess since it was my first 10K on the track, um, I wanted to play it a little more uh, safe than sorry, I guess. Um, I definitely wanted to feel pretty pretty comfortable going through 5K. Um, and I kind of had some confidence that if I was feeling good, I'd be able to make up the time lost over the last uh, 5K. So pretty much I just it, the race was set up well. So I kind of just got out there and tried to find like uh, pretty much almost like 29.30 pace because that's, a, that's uh, around the regional standard, which is the main goal going into the race. And then I went through 5K feeling pretty good. Decided to try to clip off a little, a little bit of time in the last 5K, and luckily did. Um, but yeah, I was really happy with the performance, but uh, I definitely think now that, now that I know what the race feels like and uh, what my body can handle, I definitely think I could uh, knock off uh, a good bit of time. It, it would just be a matter of getting in the right race to do so.
0: So, uh, you're signed up for Peyton Jordan, which for those who don't know is just this super, super fast race, uh, in Palo Alto in the five and your PB is, uh, you know, 1402 over that distance, which you got indoors. You know, how are you feeling about your fitness at this point? And, uh, you know, can we expect to see you maybe lower that PB?
1: Yeah. Uh, Peyton Jordan is, I've never ran it personally. So just speaking from, uh, hearing about the stories about it but it's just an incredible setup um california is always a wonderful place to race so um i'm definitely going into there with some pretty high expectations um i I, the races will be paced um they're going to be fast so i'm definitely expecting the race to go out faster than my uh current pb um and if that's the case i i i'm pretty happy with my fitness is at right now um and i definitely want to take a shot like i i'm Definitely want to get under 14 minutes um, and get under that barrier. And then from there on, it, I just really hope to kind of see how much faster I can go. But uh, I, I'm, I'm personally expecting to run my fastest there. So it's just a matter of uh, putting it together on the day.
0: So, you know, I, I'm kind of wondering because now you've run the 10,000 on the track and, you know, obviously you've put in a couple 5,000s as well too. You know, what was, what was more comfortable for you? What, what felt more natural to do, the 5,000 or the 10,000?
1: Well, I'll be honest. My, my initial answer would be the 10k, just because. And I don't know if it was a matter of that race in particular, just feeling so good. But um, the 10k definitely felt unusually natural, as though, much of an uh, oxymoron as that is. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I just like got out there, and the first 5k felt so comfortable. Um, it, it definitely felt like a race I was pretty suited for. That being said, um, when I ran my last 5K indoors, I feel like the pace it went out at was a little hotter than than my my current state of fitness was at that point. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it was just a matter of um, the races in particular, how they played out, but that 10K definitely felt pretty good compared to, to the 5K.
0: So Kevin Sullivan... Uh, Sully known to most, as you know, Canadian running legend still holds on to a bunch of Canadian records, uh, still has the officer records, which as we know is the most important meet in the entire world. Uh, (laughs) and he's also your coach at Michigan. You know, he obviously brings a ton of high level experience to the table. You know, what, what are some of the big lessons has he's been able to pass on to you? And, and, you know, like what's it like to be training with this? Well, I mean, obviously you grew up knowing who he was and stuff.
1: For sure. Uh, well, I mean, one thing that was fantastic that I, I guess few people will get to experience is um, Sully just carries so much credibility with his name alone that as soon as he came in to our program, or institution, I was just immediately bought in, you know. And um, so that was he was just really easy to uh, to trust right off the bat, and uh, which was really important considering we had a, a coaching transition happen going into my. Uh, second year in college but um the wonderful thing about Sully he has just so much passion for the sport that it, it's contagious you know and it really makes you want to do everything you can to bring out the best in your ability bring out the best in the team um and makes you really just focus on taking care of the small details to make sure you can uh, perform to the best of your abilities so and aside from that it's just it's really cool to To hear advice from a guy who's been through it all, you know, when he talks about championship racing, you know, this is a guy that was going to those races looking to win national titles, conference titles. So uh, he's got a a just very reliable uh, advice going into every type of uh, high pressure situations or big meets. You
0: know, speaking of Kevin, uh, you also come from the kind of the same part of the province uh, as him, along with you know Nate Brennan and a bunch of other Canadian athletes. You know what makes the the Kitchener Waterloo, and I guess in in Kevin's case, uh, Bramford. Uh, you know what makes that such a great place for developing athletes.
1: Well, I think uh, those guys alone, just Nathan Brennan and uh, Kevin Sullivan, really paved the way for some uh, some of the younger athletes nowadays to uh, to try to maximize their potential at such a young age. I, I remember a story that kind of epitomizes this pretty well is um, I just came off of uh, our District 8 Championships, which is uh, one of the smaller conference meets earlier in the season. And uh, I came off breaking the records of the 1500 and the 3K and, and feeling pretty pretty good about myself because of it. Uh, this was my grade 9 year also. Mm. So I qualified myself for the, the Quasa type of, uh, I guess not quite regional, but the Quasa championships. And the first thing I went is I went straight to the record board just because I was so excited about how District 8 went. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the list in the 1500, and I had to do a double take, so I thought it was the senior boys' <laughs> record. because uh, I just came off of running 420 probably about for the 1500. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was the first time I ever saw Kevin Sullivan's name in 354 for a like grade 9 boys' record. And immediately I was just like, wow, <laughs> you know, like I didn't know guys could be this good. And and right off the bat, I started to learn a little more about Kevin Sullivan, Nathan Brennan, uh, Mike Woods, all these guys who, who went through uh, these uh, the, pretty much the office system, <laughs> as you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I kind of wanted to be a part of that history and do everything like, I can to, to put myself in a position where I could be like on the same list as those guys so that's a big part of it and then secondly i think uh just the amount of really really solid track groups in the area um has a large influence on the success of the younger guys um and girls because i mean i trained with tri-city track club actually the same club that nathan brennan trained with in high school and it was the really the best thing for my development and i know there's People who have been very happy with training in high school at uh, places like Laurel Creek, um, which is also local in the area, and then some other places like Toronto Track Club, Windsor Legion. All those track clubs just produce some fantastic athletes. So um, it's we're pretty we're pretty lucky to to live in an area where uh, we're given the opportunity to excel in, in the sport.
0: Kind of on that same token, uh, you go to Michigan now, which is you know also where. Uh... Where you know Nate and Kevin ended up, but uh, also some other you know Canadians like Nicole Sifuentes, who is you know obviously really great at what she does. I mean uh, Nick Willis, uh, Al Webb spent a little bit of time there. It, did that sort of history you know play a part in helping you decide where you want to go to to school?
1: Oh yeah, it certainly did. Um, I know that at the time uh, the uh, it, it, Ron rehearse coached all those guys, and he wasn't there anymore by the time I was looking at the school. But um, I actually reached out to Nathan Brennan during my recruiting process and, and just asked him for some advice. And he just spoke about how much of a, of a great experience he had at Michigan. Um, and I looked up to these type of athletes my entire life. So um, I definitely had confidence that if guys like that were happy with uh, their time there and could carry that success afterwards, which was a, a, a really important thing for me as well, um, I, I had a lot of trust in it, at least making sure I took it as, like, a, a very serious consideration. And then I came on my visit, got along with uh, Coach Gibby, was uh, coaching here at the time, and the athletes here, and I, I just fell in love with the place. So it worked out well.
0: You know, there's, there's been quite a bit of chatter up here regarding the difference between the NCAA and the CIS systems. Uh, you know, ultimately, taking a look back at, at it now, do you feel, you know, 100% that, that you made the right choice?
1: Yeah, I, it's actually funny. I, I just recently watched the that uh, the video that sparked the controversy, I guess you could say. But uh, it, it was really well done. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really happy with my decision. Um, I I really I guess now that I think about it, I, I really couldn't imagine myself anywhere else. It's never really crossed my mind. Um, that being said, I I was always pretty set on on coming stage side. Um, once I got a started running times that I I felt would be able to uh, give me the chance to to get that type of opportunity. Um, So I I do wish I took a little more um, opportunity to really explore the options in Canada. But that being said, with how everything's turned out, um, I'm really happy with where I am here. And and another note is I'm so close to Canada. It's really nice to know that um, I can go back, across the border whenever i'm uh missing the good old red and white
0: (laughs) you're listening to the terminal mile right now and my guest uh is ben flanagan you can find him on twitter at benny flanagan you know along with your athletic achievements you've also achieved a few academic based awards along the way as well too you know how do you balance being both uh you know a top level athlete as well as being a student
1: you know, that is, that is probably the most difficult thing, um, about being a student athlete, in my opinion. Um, training is obviously hard at times, but you enjoy it so much. Um, and being in the classroom, the same thing is, is it can get tough at times, but you enjoy learning. But combining the two often, uh, well, not often, but can be over, overwhelming at times. Um, so I really try to, like, my, my dad all through high school was telling me that it, it just, make sure that I get my time management skills down because they're always going to pay off. No matter what you end up in life, time management is key. So I really tried to uh, focus on that. Um, that being said, things can still get pretty busy. So um, I really try to make sure I don't put too too much pressure on myself, um, really understand the context of the situation, um, and make sure I, I really set my priorities in the right order and make sure I, uh, I can – I can maximize the entire balance as opposed to uh, favor athletics too far over academics or af- academics too far over athletics. I want to make sure that I, I dedicate much attention to both of them at all times, and, and that's uh, worked out all right for me so far.
0: I think we've uh, touched on this a little bit earlier, points of it, anyways. But Michigan has really, definitely made, in my opinion, a really huge resurgence in the past few years, uh, definitely in the in the distances. What would you kind of attribute that to?
1: I appreciate that. Well, I um I think it's just I, I mean, I, I have to credit a lot of it to coaching. So um, when I first came in here, like I said, we had I had Coach Gibby at the time, Alex Gibby, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, he uh, he was a fantastic coach, a, but one thing that you he, he really, I guess um, imprinted on the program before he left was, he established just such a fantastic culture on the team. Um, everybody there just wanted to be successful, you know? And um, that was perfect for Shelly to come in. Um, when he came in my second year, uh, he came into a group of guys that were just ready to do whatever it took to be as, as great as we could. Um, and he just brought in uh, the necessary tools, the chisel, just to just to work on the fine details. And all of a sudden, guys were just running fantastic, which was awesome to see because, you know, you got guys like Mason Furlick, who's a 1337 guy, 833 steepler who, who's making these massive improvements, but it's not just the top guys alone, you know. We, we're having uh, improvements a lot uh, across the entire board, which uh, is really indicative of how uh, impressive Sully's coaching strategy really is.
0: Also one of the greatest steeple pictures I have ever seen ever, is probably probably from one of your uh one of your oh, teammates yeah
1: that's that's uh that's mason for you yeah yeah he's uh he got in the newspaper for the wrong reason on that time he always said but uh it's a pretty unbelievable photo that he captured it at that moment
0: for sure for sure so you know right now uh fellow canuck justin knight is uh tearing things up on the other side of ontario uh you know up in some some distance events you kind of have, uh, you know, an advantage that a lot of your other NCAA, you know, um, teammates and competitors don't have in that you actually probably raced him quite a few times before you uh, moved on to the collegiate system. Talk to me about Justin, you know, and have you come up with maybe like a magical strategy uh, to take him down to the five?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I mean, first off, Justin, yeah, he he is adapted so well to the system coming to high school is what I'm really impressed with is, is for anybody to be running a fast as he is, is one thing, but to be doing it so early into, uh, into a new system is what's really impressive. So Justin, I has just continued to impress me every single, uh, I guess it's only been two years, but I, uh, I really, am not surprised whenever I see a, a huge, uh, progression from that guy in any sort of race because he's he's quite a talent. But, uh, yeah, I, I did uh, get the chance to race with him uh, in high school. But I'll be honest, that was probably the biggest biggest advantage I had right there was I was racing at a time when he was uh, fresh to the sport mm-hmm. because uh, that made a really big difference. I remember talking to him after the Office of Championships my uh, last year of high school, and he was saying how he just started running a few months ago and coming off of running in 819 for – I guess he was probably fourth or fifth place in the race. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, this guy is going to be good." Um, so, I, I wish I could tell you uh, the magical answer right now, but I guess the only advice I could offer to anybody looking to beat him right now is just get incredibly fit <laughs> because he he is good and he uh, he's got the strength, he's got the speed, um, he's got the good head on his shoulders and the right attitude. So. Um, he's just one of those guys that are pretty tough to beat, and if you want to do it, you gotta you gotta bring your A game and prep for it for a long for a long time.
0: You know, I, I saw you run the uh, the Speed River Inferno last year in the five. Um, they put together fantastic fields, and and the five was certainly no different last year. Uh, you know, there's no five in that meet. This year, but there is the national championship ten. You know, given that you've raced one at Mount Sac now, do you have any plans of you know making an appearance uh, at any Canadian meets and maybe specifically the Inferno?
1: Yeah, I uh, I, I really enjoyed the uh, speedrun Inferno. It's a really really fun meet to be at. Um, a lot of familiar faces, which is always fun. Um, but yeah, over the past couple of years, uh, we made a little tradition to. Uh, hit up that meet, uh, following the NCAA season. I normally brought a few of my Michigan teammates down and they've always had a really good time. Um, that being said, um, considering how, how this NCAA season goes and if it goes as, as well as I'm, I'm hoping for, um, I'll definitely be spending a little more time down here and, until, uh, the conclusion of the season. But that being said, I always, I always like to finish off the season with a few races, uh, back uh back home so i i wouldn't be surprised if i maybe head into windsor or guelph or anything to to tap into some twilight meets meets or a twilight meet um and then i definitely um in considering running at the uh, canadian olympic trials uh as long as uh, i have the standard and if it's in with the schedule well standard for the trials that is um because i haven't actually seen what, what it is at this point but uh yeah, I definitely could see myself getting back into Canada and uh, getting in a couple of races because I always enjoy doing so.
0: Well, you know, I also have to mention the uh, the London Distance Series too that they that they hold in uh, TDC. Oh, absolutely. I I, yeah, I hear I, the announcer is a real hack, but you know the rest of the organization is, is pretty solid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I actually love the the London Distance Series. 1500 the other night was probably the. I, those are probably some of the best memories I had in high school. I I love a that track, b those Twilight meets just set a set guys up really well to uh, run some fast races after the championship portion season, which is awesome.
0: You know, uh, I have to ask because you have a bunch of experience racing both track and cross country. You know, with ex- uh, international experience, rep in Canada. I believe in both as well too you know, which do you prefer? Is it the, the dirt trails or do you prefer, you know, running on the track?
1: Yeah, I, uh, every time I've ever been asked this question, I say that it depends on the, the time of year you ask me. Uh, you ask me in the like, soft season, which I like better. I'll tell you, I love running around in circles. You ask me in the cross-country season. Also, I can't get enough of the mud and grass. So, I mean, I really, I really do love, uh, both very much. Um, I guess, typically or historically I, I probably had a little more success on the cross country course. But uh, that being said, I I really I can't go wrong with either. I, I enjoy competing so much and I enjoy just racing so much that whether it's on the track or on the grass or I mean I've never tried it before or even on the road, I'm sure I'll be having just as much fun wherever I am.
0: You know, so obviously you have uh, Peyton Jordan coming up. Um, probably Regionals is, is definitely on your radar as well. Um, what, what else do you have planned for the for the spring?
1: Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I definitely am hoping to get into Regionals off of the 10K uh, and hopefully maybe the 5K if I can run fast enough this weekend. But, um, I mean, ideally after that, I, I, I'd, I'd really like to uh, make sure I show up at Regionals uh, really ready to prepared, or sorry, really prepared to do whatever I can to uh, try to qualify for nationals for the first time as well is the big goal of mine. Um, aside from that, off the track, um, I'm taking a course right now. Uh, well, sorry, I'm finishing off my exams and then I'm going into taking a spring course, a uh, fitness course, and then I'll also be shadowing a physician locally just to kind of get some experience uh, in the medical field. Um, but aside from that, it's just... Uh, getting ready to race, uh, make sure I take advantage of these opportunities this season. Um, and then after that, it's just taking a, uh, an effective amount of downtime and then getting ready for the cross-country season because uh, we're due for another big year after this one. So there's uh, there's always lots to do.
0: Ben Flanagan, he is a, a runner at the University of Michigan. Just ran his debut 10,000 in uh, wicked quick time, I believe 29:13.
1: Yeah,
0: you're so, so Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we expect, uh, you know, big things from you with, uh, with a five coming next week at Peyton Jordan. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be on the show this week, Ben. Oh, I appreciate
1: it. Thank you very much for having me.
0: You're listening to The Terminal Mile at The Terminal Mile on Twitter. Justin Kent, if you haven't already, is one to put on your people to watch list. After a successful time at UBC and the NAIA, he's gone on now to join the high-performance BSEP group, with a focus on the 15. Right now he joins me from Arizona. Okay, so first up, you had a fairly big spring planned, but it looks like you've been sidelined for a little bit. Talk to me about uh, you know your injury right now.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty frustrating. Um, I uh, got up to Flagstaff, had three solid weeks of training, um, kind of noticed something in my groin, kind of doctor's area, decided kind of you know, trying, man, it was manageable pain, but I mean, it, it kind of loosened up over the runs and then it just kind of got noticeable and to the point where I couldn't even kind of do my shakeout runs in the morning. And so it's been, uh, it's been a, a bit of a rocky kind of last five weeks up at Flagstaff. Um, I mean, it's, and it's definitely a, if you were to get injured, it's probably, I mean, the best and worst place just cause, uh, I'm getting all this treatment with ethos Canada. So it's kind of, Stepped up the recovery phase, by accelerated it by quite a bit. But, yeah, just got some weird kind of um, adductor issues going on that's trying to sell itself out. So hopefully uh, I'll be back into the swing of things in a bit. But, yeah, right now it's uh, it's been it's been pretty frustrating, but it's part of the sport, I guess.
0: So, you know, how frustrating at this point is it to watch, you know, uh, guys come and go from Arizona because, you know, from what I understand, there's so many people down there, you know, guys come and go to, you know, some of the high performance meets and stuff like that.
2: Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely magnified up here. Um, I mean, you're just, there's no escaping, you know, track or, or seeing what guys do, especially just living in a house where you have, I have a bunch of teammates here and you know, they're out doing doubles and I'm you know, stuck in the pool, trying to, trying to maximize my, my fitness as much as I can, but, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely mentally tough to try and stay positive and, and keep things moving, but, um, yeah, especially this point in the season, because I was looking to race, race Peyton, and then, uh, uh, head out to, uh, Oxy, but, um, I think things are just going to have to be kind of pushed aside and take a deep breath and, you know, look further down the road. So.
0: Okay, so that's that's something that I kind of want to talk to you about because I mean a lot of runners say cross training is one of the things that they super super dread. You know, as a cyclist myself, I guess I don't see it. I've never you know run in the pool before, but you know what yeah. are you doing right now for your cross training? And on a scale of one to ten, how are you liking it?
2: Uh, it's uh, I feel a bit I'm stuck in a fishbowl basically. I'm you know it's I'm using a, a pool that's about you know as big as a my bedroom basically and I'm trying to do get my heart rate up to you know 170 and keep it at that as long as possible so it's it's definitely frustrating um yeah I mean I've just been kind of pool running I haven't been doing much else uh, just because it kind of aggravates it's a bit of a tricky spot just because you're using your groin quite a bit and anything so it's uh it's a bit of a nuisance there but um I mean we generally our group we kind of we're pretty religious on doing like once or twice or um, three times a week cross training just after a hard session. so when something like this pops up it's easy to kind of transition um, you're not you know activating muscles you haven't activated in in months so but it definitely is uh definitely is a, a very monotonous and, and, and boring at times for sure
0: <laughs> well no more injury talk then i, 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 I we'll, we'll stay away from it we'll stay away from it <laughs> So, you know, you're with the, the BSEP group now, uh, BC Endurance yep. Project for, for those who don't know, uh, which is just a wicked group of runners. You know, there's a, there's a big range of athletes from, you know, the 1500 to the marathon, you know, you're kind of closer to that 1500, you know, I, all the athletes there are kind of at different points in their career as well from, you know, veterans like Natasha Wodak. Um, I don't know if Dylan Weix is still, still with you guys. Yep. Um, you know, to kind of people who are new to that upper echelon of competitive running, I'd say definitely yourself in that category. Has it been tough finding your place in that group?
2: Uh, not not really, actually. Um, they've they were really welcoming. Um, I mean, it's I've always found it uh, just quite a benefit having you know Dylan to train with in the fall, especially or or Luke. I mean, you can't you can't ask for much better training partners, um, knowing the caliber they're at and just seeing what they do day in and day out. Um, just kind of, they, they set a, 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 positive example. And I mean, if I can kind of do like, especially up here, if I can do like three quarters of Luke's workout, I know I'm kind of hitting the right mark. Um, no, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great environment. Everyone's, everyone's positive. Um, it's a nice, uh, professional kind of atmosphere. Um, so it was a, it was a pretty easy transition coming coming from the collegiate, um, into kind of, a um, a post-collegiate, uh, environment. So, um, yeah, I know it's great. Uh, Rich is a phenomenal coach and, um, yeah, no, he's, uh, it's, it's, it's been, uh, it's been great time training with him.
0: So, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that about him really what, uh, in your opinion, what, what makes him that great coach and, and the right coach for you?
2: Um, I, I think he's, he's just patient. Um, and I mean, he, you know, every, not, you don't have to be crushing every workout. He kind of takes a little bit more of a long-term approach, uh, to training, um, as do many coaches, but I think he's just, he's, he stresses the, the strength side of the, uh, of the, the sport a lot more, um, than what I've, I've been used to. So that's, and that's definitely kind of helped, uh, my 1500, um, and my, and my running in general, but, no, he's just uh, um, yeah. I mean, he's just been a great, uh, great role model and uh, mentor for myself.
0: Perhaps I should have said that's uh, that's Richard Lee. He's currently the, the coach of the BSEP oh, Group. Yes. Uh, you know, for again, for those who for those who don't know, you know, you ran with uh, UBC and the NAIa. Uh, it's kind of one yeah. of the more overlooked collegiate leagues out there. Uh, actually, started by a Canadian. Don't know if you knew that.
2: Oh, I I did not actually know.
0: Um, same guy who invented basketball, uh, Naismith, James Naismith. Oh well. Wow. Uh, wow. How how well would you say that uh, that experience prepared you for your running now?
2: Um, yeah, it definitely opened opened my eyes a bit. Um, it's it. I mean, the NAI was kind of nice that I was able to kind of build. Um, you know, I wasn't kind of thrown to the wolves. Maybe like I would be in an NCAA system, perhaps. Um, so I was kind of um, able to develop maybe a little bit more. Uh, but uh, no, it's a it's a great great system. Um, yeah, it's a little bit uh, odd in that um, we're the only Canadian school, so um, a lot of the athletes. Um, I mean, we don't really have any sort of. Uh, um, i guess uh like friendly rivalries like you would in uh in the cis you're not very you not personally know many of your your the guys you're racing against so it's a little different in that respect but um no i, I it was a great experience i mean it's always nice to kind of uh break up the school year when you have to go to your conference meet down in san diego mm-hmm. during cross country season or you know you're racing down in alabama for your championships so that was always nice i guess um yeah so it's uh, yeah, it was it was a great experience i mean do you do you
0: think you would have preferred to have uh, run D two or perhaps the CIS?
2: No, I mean I've always thought of uh, my dad uh, ran CIS uh, back in the day for UBC, so he always kind of I think uh, I know just hearing stories of the CIS, you know, um, social events. I should say uh, it seemed like it was it was uh, it'd be a lot of fun. I think. I think I'd rather probably go CIS over NCAA just being that I wasn't, you know, that great at a high school. And, um, I mean, I don't know if my love for the sport might've been kind of diminished, uh, or yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say. Um, but I think I probably would have, I was definitely contemplating CIS. Uh, but I think UBC was kind of the, the, just had the heritage and the, um, it was, it was, close to home so that's usually that's the main reasons that i uh, chose to go there
0: i'm speaking with Justin ken right now you can find him on twitter at j kent underscore uh just rolls off the top of my tongue i think perfect you know you've uh, you seem to be running everything from the 1500 to the steeple to the 5000 uh at this point where do you think that your strongest race is
2: uh definitely in the 15. Um, I'd say, uh, it's, it's just that nice kind of blend with strength and speed. And, um, it's definitely my favorite race to run. Um, so yeah, I definitely say the, the 15 for sure. Okay.
0: So digging a little bit deeper though, I mean, uh, you know, as a 1500 specialist, you could probably tell me this yourself. No 15 race is going to be alike. What, what style of 1500 racing do you think suits you best?
2: Yeah, I, I'm not too sure. I mean, um, hopefully not one like uh, Canadian nationals last year. <laughs> that was a bit of a gong show, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'd like to get out hard. I mean, not, uh, not blazing fast, but hitting, you know, consistent, even laps and, um, just kind of trying to kick off that. I mean, I, I mean, I think every 1500 runner thinks that they're a, a big kicker, so it's, it's tough. I shouldn't, I wouldn't want to say that cause I know I'm not the fastest guy out there, but, um, I definitely favor my, my strength, I oh, I favor my strength over my speed so I think an easy, even hard even paced race would be uh, my ideal um, so, ideal one
0: so apparently there is a, a story out there about you and an ironing board and some training yeah care oh, yeah. to care to uh, expand on that
2: yeah um in high school um I uh, training for the steeple I tried to strengthen or my i got it from my dad um but uh i used some ironing boards to kind of hurdle or use them in the house to kind of just practice my you know trail leg technique so i kind of just trying to strengthen and get that muscle memory going um yeah so it, it uh it turned into i think howard samura turned it into a a story before my grade 12 year had been to the provincials but yeah it was a it was a unique little, um, uh, I guess. Uh, technique that i tried to just master the steeple with
0: well you know i i think we're onto something here i mean you watch football okay so you watch the the saskatchewan rough riders they are wearing the uh the watermelons on their head uh you know look at the packers they've got the cheese heads and stuff like that how would like what do you what do you think you know some justin kent fans going to track meets with ironing boards i think that's what track's missing no
2: yeah, perhaps, perhaps I might have to, I might have to do a couple more steeples down the road, maybe to get that uh, that going. But um, yeah, maybe you never know. Everyone needs a kind of everyone needs that gimmick. So this might be mine. I don't know.
0: For sure, for sure. So you're in a, at an interesting point in your career, and that you're you know you're young enough that I imagine that a lot of the track guys that you looked up to, uh, you know, say when you're starting in the sport are still in the sport. Who are some of those people, and you know, do you find yourself getting starstruck at all at this point in your career?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, especially kind of being up in in Flagstaff. Um, I mean, you've all you're just kind of open up to an international track caliber athletes all the time. You know, you go down a dirt road and you're running by uh, Mo Farah, you're you're running by Nick Willis, and it's just you know you're kind of I'm in that like. I'm a fan of the sport, but you don't you don't want to you have to take yourself seriously, you know. And um, yeah, I definitely uh, I mean in in Canadian sports in particular, I mean Sullivan, um, but uh, BC guys like Al Classen, I've always kind of um, I mean I grew up kind of watching a couple of their races. Um, uh, definitely in BC, I mean uh, I mean Luke being my training partner has kind of been uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, he's—I kind of looked up to him when he was in high school. He's a couple years older than myself, and I kind of followed in his footsteps. So it's kind of nice having him as a training partner and seeing what he's doing day in day out. But um, yeah, I mean, it's—it's definitely a—it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a different. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of in that—you know, you're you're striking that fine line between being a fan of the sport and not, you know, going all fanboy over seeing Mo Farah do quarter repeats at the track or. <laughs> or yeah, it's, it's a, it's a cool experience. So
0: for sure, for sure. Uh, tons of track on this weekend. I'm sure someone must have a flow, uh, a flow pro, uh, account down there. You know, what will you be watching?
2: Well, I actually I'll be, cause I had already kind of booked my flights to, to Peyton and I was already planning everything was kind of paid for. So I'm actually heading down there. Uh, most of our, our house is actually moving out on Friday and uh, we're we're all heading down there so I'll be I'll be cheering them on uh trackside at at Peyton so I'll have my pom-poms out cheering everyone on <laughs>
0: anyone that you're uh, specifically getting excited for any race uh, down there
2: yeah i mean a lot of the most of the canadian athletes i'm really excited to see just seeing what they've been doing up here um, i mean my you know teammates especially you know luke's trying to get after the olympic standard and he's been crushing workouts up here and same with uh, with Rachel Cliff. Um, I'm definitely excited to see that men's steeple because it's kind of uh, turning out to be a bit of a Canadian championship preview with all the top dogs there. So um, also, my my girlfriend Lindsay Butterworth is is racing in there, so I'll be excited to see how she does. And yeah, yeah, no, I mean I'll just be enjoying enjoying uh, watching the races and hopefully uh, hopefully uh, get you know feel for the fire to get back out there later in the summer.
0: He is Justin Kent. He uh, is currently training with the Bicep group. Uh, hey, man, we're, we're hoping that you get back on that track soon and, uh, and hopefully you can kick this injury. Thanks a lot for being on the show, man.
2: Perfect. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: Just one last thing before I close out the episode. Uh, with this chapter of Rob Watson's running career coming to a close, I just wanted to send out a big thank you to London, Ontario's Destroyer. Speaking on a personal level, he's been an inspiration for my own running, and he's always treated me with a ton of respect, which I really do appreciate. Not only that, he's also shown a bunch of us young guys that you can love running, punk rock, and beer at the same time. Hey, next time you're in the mean streets of London, Ontario, man, I'll meet you at the Wortley Roadhouse, and uh, the bruise will be on me. Well, that wraps up another edition of The Terminal Mile. Big thanks to my guests this week, Ben Flanagan, as well as Justin Kent. Also, big thanks to Tracky for their ongoing support. Remember, you can find us online on Twitter, at The Terminal Mile, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course, tracky.ca. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production.